0: Dude, I feel like I've been in this room for like forever.
1: Oh, you too, huh?
0: Yeah, man. I've just got. I've like. I've got. I'm jonesing. I like. I watch a lot of movies, and guess what? A lot of movies in the same location. Oh man!
1: Especially movies that don't have a lot of money. You know what we have to do, dude? What's that?
0: We have to make a goddamn bottle episode.
1: Ah, we're not going to leave this recording booth
0: until it's done. That was smooth um, uh, It was, 100% <laughs> <laughs> The future of mankind is being guided behind closed doors Since
2: we're all strangers to each other, let's get acquainted with the dream, shall we? Explode
0: the sunlight here, gentlemen You explode the universe They're coming for you, Barbara
2: You mean the kind from up there?
0: Yes, it does seem strange, but it's nice and solid. This could only happen
2: because the electrode ray is off so Their evil bodies turn the strongest man into jelly Then your party will really begin
0: didn't have anything for breakfast for
1: two raw eggs and a mug of honey.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Never Showing Podcast. And today we are doing, of course, a bottle episode. What does that mean? It means films that are set in almost entirely a single location. With me, I have two gentlemen that I would definitely want to be stuck in a single location with. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, mm-hmm. nudge. I've got John and Lachlan. How are you guys? Great.
1: Doug! I mean, yeah, I-, I guess the same sort of thoughts... Towards you. You feeling my vibe, man? You
0: feeling my vibe? Um, I I didn't...
1: Sorry, my son's crying in the background at the sheer thought of me leaving him for... For two men. For two men, yeah. yeah. But we could have, like, a three men and a baby situation.
0: Dude, we could have a three men and uh, four, five, six, seven babies. Wow.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, dude, we we pre- we procreated a lot anyway getting back to, getting back to today's Hey, ladies
2: episode. so i'm assuming that a bottle i'm assuming that a bottle like movie is is like referring to like in a bottle that something is in a bottle like a confined space is that what we're defining as a uh, bottle
0: oh Lachlan, you ignorant slut Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's the third time this week I've been called that All right, No, yeah.
0: no, no. so we're talking about movies that are filmed almost entirely in a single location okay. So, to give you the most easiest example that I can think of off the top of my head The original Saw film John was saying something very uh, very important just before uh, A big reason why there's so many single location films is the big budget Or the lack of big budget, I should oh, say Oh,
1: it's a producer's wet dream, you know, like what do you, I only Absolutely. have to budget out one location. I only, you know, the yeah, set you only design have to is set like.
0: dress, mm, one location. Mm.
1: Yeah. But, it,
2: but then I'm guessing it's a cinematographer's nightmare, like, to make that interesting for.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could have feel for the poor guy that had to film Ryan Reynolds in a coffin for 90 minutes, oh, and I mean.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and in, like, matchstick light. Um, but you, one of my favorite films, and one of film that I think is actually visually stunning, is the movie Cube. From 1994, I want to say. 1992. Pretty much the setup is that they're in a labyrinth-like cube maze. Where they have to go from cube to cube. Of course, the film was only filmed in one single cube. And they just... Filmed all the scenes entirely in that cube, and then they relit the cube in a different. I've said cube a lot. I was like, going to say, um, but, yeah. what was the
1: title of the film again? I think it was the. It was sphere. No. The sphere. <laughs> yeah. The room that we
0: weren't allowed to leave that was shaped in a square. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> and an absolutely intense film to yeah. watch. Um, not not even, it feels very violent, but when you watch it back, it's it's not actually um, visually violent. It's just. There's a lot of uh, inherent violence in the context of the film. Uh, do you guys have any any favourites that you want to sort of shout out?
2: I really like Green Room. I think Green Room is fantastic. Patrick Stewart as the leader of a, a yes. Nazi gang is like inspired casting. Um,
0: yeah, it's not the exactly the casting that that sort of jumps forth no. into the mind when you think of Patrick Stewart, but it's uh, oh my god, he's he's just he's just yeah, a
2: and and guy, I think you know. I think the beautiful thing about that movie is that it really uh uh it raises stakes without moving location. Like it just is like one bad thing after another. And it's that classic, we're in here, you're out there, you you can't get us, or so yeah, we think siege. Yeah. Yeah. He was very quiet in that
1: movie for because I'm used to a very uh outwards Patrick. A very, Make it so number two. Exactly, but he was very yeah. very subtle. I'm a massive fan of Probably more traditional, I don't know if traditional is the right word, but older movies actually, which kind of played out like a play. So things like 12 Angry Men. Um, Hitchcock was Mm -hmm. a big fan of the single location. He did a. Rope? Rope. He did a movie called Lifeboat, which I really liked. Oh, yeah. That's a good of Rear window? Rear window, yeah. All took part and all took place inside someone's apartment.
0: And you can see why that was needed back then, too, because, like, I mean, your camera wasn't like this nimble, like, you know, five kilo. Thingy, me do. It was like a giant, fifty-two kilo behemoth that they couldn't really even. Took they could barely s- six dudes to carry it around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, having Netflix and like uh, being able to jump in um, and see the type of like independent films that are made. There's a couple that um, I've really, really enjoyed um, that are single location. So I just wanted to mention them. Uh, the Circle. Mm. Um, have you seen that movie? It's basically. People stuck in a in a a room and they have to choose which one of them is going to die next in the next sixty seconds. Mm. Just by thinking Um, it,
1: right? They all kind of vote with their head.
0: Yeah, they well they have to. um, And there's another one called Exam, which is like eight people taking an exam for a a job opportunity in the same room.
1: I really like that one.
0: There's another one that I've been meaning to watch called Fermat's Room. Um, which is actually, I think it's Spanish language, and um, I, I believe it's on Netflix right now. So I, I, I'm going to sort of jump into that after we, after we finish our episode. Well, one
1: more for you, Doug. As well, have you seen Platform um, yet? Oh yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen the film yet, <sighs> but it's mm, uh,
1: intense. Very. Yeah, making very comment on society awesome. much.
0: That's that's a vertical sort of story. If you go for a more horizontal story with a similar theme, you've got my favorite film in a long time. With my boy, Chris Evans, Snowpiercer. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean... Really? Which is a TV show now. Which, I is mean, it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes out next week on Netflix.
2: Jennifer is yeah. in it.
1: Oh, I love Miss Connelly.
2: Is, yeah, is Snowpiercer technically a one location I, I'm going to say no
0: one. 100%. 100%. I mean... Oh, it takes place oh, in a train. Yeah.
2: But, it, yeah, so this is... And this is where we have to clarify, gents, is are we talking <laughs> about uh, the one... Location in terms of, oh, it could be many different locations, but all in one contained area. Or are we talking about, you know, the one house, a small area which is sort of got a, a defined boundary? We do because, need to make as we go into our pitching yeah, by, because you know going, I cheat quite a lot, so I need to make sure the boundaries <laughs> are there.
1: So, Lachlan, are you saying that
2: my one location is planet Earth? That's not a... Conf- oh, well, okay. <laughs> That's a philosophical thing.
0: We're, yeah, we're getting deep into it now. But I think, uh, yeah, basically I think like if if the characters feel like they are contained within a, a reasonable sort of sized platform. So like The Taking of Pelham, one, two, mm-hmm. three, is a single location film. Do you know what I mean? Um, Room mm-hmm. Yeah. is a single location film. Because, even though it happens in and around the house it's it's still single location moon i would describe uh moon with sam rockwell which is also just an absolute fantastic film like a a comedy thriller not not, not even a thriller really like it's it's got a, an intense noirish yeah. style to it um the breakfast club
2: breakfast club yeah
0: see now i like breakfast club
2: i would say is a different but, but there's a lot of other stuff around the Breakfast Club, though. I think, I think you got... We're talking about two things here. We're talking about a, a one-location concept... Like Snowpiercer, like um, like where the concept is, they're in that one, the one place, and that's causing the character. And Moon, I would say, is that same thing, but I wouldn't say it's a one location as far as the technicality, the technical of the f- like creating the thing.
0: Yeah, that's that's feathers. So, fair so dues. I yeah. think that I'd
2: say you're splitting hairs, but
1: yes, the producer inside of me goes, "Nope, you can only have one room,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or, or this apartment. We can
0: dress it black or we can dress it white, but it's only one. It's only one." <laughs> Yeah. Single, like, I think single location films, if we're talking specifically about single location films, hold an important part of, uh, like, cinema making history because that's pretty much where most filmmakers begin. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think of all all the short films that we've made and they've all been single location because we couldn't afford to, like, actually go other places. We've used, like, um, a a shed. We've used... a, a barn or oh, a, the show basement of a barn. Good times there. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. So much. We made blood. like yep. zombie movies. We have made cannibal it's movies. Still there, by the and, way. and they've all been one location.
2: Oh,
1: good. Mm. Good. Constant reminder.
0: Like, yeah. Mm. I think you're right. Like
2: Tarantino, Reservoir Dogs. Like, oh, absolutely. How did we forget from? that one? Mm.
1: Yeah. Mm. It's kind of like we were talking about it the other week. Was uh, Blumhouse actually has that whole philosophy of like, okay, you can pick one. You can either have lots of locations lots of special effects or no cast cast was the last one. And yeah. a single location kind of does that. You, you really have to focus in on, on story and acting yeah. really. Cause that's, what's going to captivate your audience for the next 60. And I di- think what's really minutes.
0: important is that it's, it's one of those things. I think we've spoken about this before. Um, limitations create like almost um, promotes creativity. Um, so I think we talked about the five, it's called The Five, Five, Five
2: Obstructions, a great DVD. Yes, a
0: fantastic yep, film. Yep. That, yeah, you still have. Um, <laughs> well, the borders are closed. You're not getting it back anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Whoa, mind blown. Lachlan's, forget 5G. This is all Lachlan doing and not wanting to give back his DVD. <laughs> yeah, DVDs.
0: Give back he's he's DVD. hoarding. He's hoarding. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, that's what's really interesting. And I think, like, when you find a really great single-location film or a really claustrophobic film, you you don't even think about how much sort of technicality and creativity there has to go in behind making that an interesting thing to watch. Because if you sat in a room for an hour and a half, that would be boring. Um, but you like if you and if you filmed a room for an hour and a half, that would be boring. Yeah. So it's it's all about combining those elements to create something that will be truly entertaining. Um, and I think that's why movies like. Um, the original Saw, and I say the original yeah. Saw very distinctly, um, were so amazing and, and hit such a mark, is because they're like, "Holy crap! This movie takes place all like it, it's all in this like seedy bathroom and blah 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 blah." Um, it really captures people's imagination, and very similar with the movie Buried with mm. Ryan Reynolds that mm-hmm. you mentioned, John. Like, how do you make a film like that interesting? It's a single man with a matchstick, or not a matchstick, a lighter, a lighter,
1: yeah. Ryan Reynolds, that's how. You yeah, just sit that's, there and that is true. I mean, mm. we talk a
0: lot
2: about, like, the driving <laughs> question in a film. And I think that that's one thing that single locations have to have is that really unique question that you just want answered. And Saw is the perfect example of that. Like, who did yeah. this to them? Where is this person? Yeah. And then, like, the ending. <laughs> If you haven't seen it, which, which do you know what? I don't think we should, like, we're not going to talk about the ending because I think there is enough people out there who actually haven't seen the original Saw who just go, oh, it's just a, a, a schlocky horror. We're not going to watch it. And for some things, yes, it is a schlocky horror, but my God, is it clever. It is such yeah. a clever, oh, and, the, and the ending is a clever, clever ending.
1: I would put it down as a, as a classic horror, yeah. and it's it's kind of like all classic horrors. You, the first movie is great, and then they make about nine You know Subpar version I mean look at Freddy Krueger Look at Jason Mm. Like That's just what happens You have a great concept That's executed Like wonderfully And then they're just like Wow we can make money on
0: this (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely Hey uh, speaking of Like horror concepts um, Have you guys Ever seen the movie Devil Produced by M. Night Shamalama Ding Dong All in an
2: elevator Ah the elevator one No Yeah and Mm. it's
0: uh, One of them Is possessed Ooh
2: is there an old lady in it? Because I think yes. the old lady is probably the one possessed.
0: It's always the old lady with you, isn't Spoilers. it? Spoilers. Is it actually? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. It's been a long time since oh, I've man, seen Oh, man, he's
2: getting sloppy. He's getting so sloppy.
0: It's always <laughs> the old lady. <laughs> no, no, it's not the old lady. Oh. Sorry, no, I don't think it is. But the, the movie itself is, is very well sort of directed and, and contained. But it just misses the mark. And I think the reason it misses its mark is most probably the acting. Mm -hmm. um and that's the other part is if you're gonna put people in a room make them the most interesting people possible and i think that's why the cube was so so good is because the the actors in that film were just amazing there's a there's a gentleman who plays uh, a person on the autistic spectrum in that film i believe and um, he is just incredible. And then there's a real smart aleck guy, and then they've got like the generic cop guy, but they made him a lot more interesting and a lot more aggressive. It's just... uh, those You have to have characters that are up to 10, and you have to have actors that can actually make it up there as well.
1: Mm. Sushi Um, Girl actually is another one that jumps to mind. Mark Hamill. My
0: gosh. Mark Hamill, and um, I keep forgetting his name, Candyman. Oh, yeah. Um, Um, Is it Sydney... I'll look it up while you yeah. why we bait it. it up. Sushi Girl, yeah. One of those movies, and, and again, mostly filmed in the single location, but it, it has those those flashbacks, kind of like Reservoir Dogs. It's very much in the similar vein as Reservoir Dogs. One of my like one of my favorite films is actually um The Breakfast Club. Mm. You put these these distinguished characters, they're all very, very different, they're all up to ten. And you make them interact with each other, and I think it's just so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Because realistically, there's only
2: ten minutes where you see outside of that room, really, and that's just little tiny character building. Bits and pieces. I I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. Just before we move off Breakfast Club, I need to know
1: um, who who do you uh, identify with? Who are you in the Breakfast Club? Doug,
2: Lachlan. I want you to answer that for us. Who are we? (laughs)
0: <laughs> John John is obviously Judnos. No no no. Let him talk. I want to find out what he thought. What he thought. No no. I'm answering for John. John is Judnos. Oh okay yeah yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah yeah yeah. One hundred percent. All right. I'm, I'm happy I, to be Jud. I would be. I, I would be Molly Ringwald. <laughs> no no. I would. I would most probably be. Um, uh, I don't know his name, but the very, very nerdy guy. I mean, you both no, can't no, be just, the nerdy guy. No, actually, Lachlan's here. So, Lachlan would be the very, very nerdy guy. And I would be Emilio Estevez. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's about right.
0: <laughs> I did not know. John, uh, I was gonna Lachlan... Lachlan doesn't look happy, right? Now. Oh, it's just, you know what? It,
2: it, how can you be unhappy with the inevitable? Like, it was always with going the... to be me. Look,
1: I'm sorry. Why did you
0: ask, Lachlan, Lachlan? Lachlan? Why did
2: you ask? But, like, I thought you were going to
1: be the teacher, Lachlan. <laughs>
2: Is <laughs> All right, moving I think, on. And I forgot um, the actor's
0: name. Actually, that would make a lot more sense. Even when, even when Lockland was a teenager, I, I'm pretty that is sure true. he had. Yeah, yeah, that is true.
1: <laughs> hey, no teacher, we can go home. No, we should stay for the rest of detention. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: not four o'clock yet. <laughs> you <good> know. <laughs> mm. School captain on, uh, on on teachers'
2: votes. Yep, continue. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um, I want to I want to pay, like, very small tribute as well to um, Community, which kind of gave me, like, the idea for this episode a little bit. Um, I love that. I love Community's bottle episodes where they pretty much everything happens in the one place. So you've got, like, um, the one with the dice. I don't know the names of the actual episodes where they roll the dice and it's the, the multi... The oh, 16. Oh, different parallel. Yeah, different. Yeah. And... Yep. Um, and also the episode that is called the bottle episode where they um, hide like what is it is I think it's um Annie's pen goes missing yes and everybody just starts to freak out and it escalates to the point yeah. where they're like naked the the tables like destroyed and like they're hiding behind the tables and they're ripping a cast off of Chevy Chase's leg and um, I Annie's think, boobs yeah.
2: was the culprit
0: and his boobs, that's, man. Yeah, it's right. always and his. <laughs> the D D episode booze.
2: of Community is a bottle episode. It's one of the, <gasps> the best both, representations.
0: Both D and D episodes. The other episode doesn't get enough love, um, rightfully so because it kind of repeats itself. But it's still a very, very good episode, yeah. and with David Cross in it as well. So, mm. like, absolutely brilliant. Is it, do you guys have anything else to add here? Do you do you want to like talk about your favorite? Moment that you've had alone in a room? No, don't do that. <laughs> no, oh, that's well.
2: inviting. <laughs> real. That's
1: when I was nuts. thirteen, that's bad, Juju. I found these magazines, the, and so and we're I was really impressed with
0: the articles. <laughs> and we're going to come back. <laughs> yeah, the, that's an extra ten minutes on, on detention. Um, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do, man. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're going to come back, and we will we will give our pitches. Pitch
1: time. Let's do it. Cool. My
0: name hey, is John. This is Doug.
2: This, this is Lachlan, and I just wanted to say this is the Never Showing. The Never Showing. I believe they call this the Never Showing. Welcome to the Never Showing podcast. Please continue to listen. We do all our own
0: stunts and we are back with our bottle episode. And who's going to fire us off? Look, I'll go, Oh, oh, <coughs> that, <was>, uh, <coughs> that was the tea that I was drinking. This, uh, um, this is all going to take place in the same single elevator, by the way, just to keep on saying. Yes.
2: Yeah, we're not getting yeah. out of this elevator, and I'm a little bit claustrophobic, so that's fine. I'll just talk really quickly. Um, <laughs> okay, so what, I'm going to... Guys, uh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's what? disgusting. Um, I'm just... I'm <coughs> sorry. It travelled. Okay. So, uh... <coughs> uh mine... Who... <coughs> I, you know what, Daddy Treo,
1: and your tacos. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> they were good. Thank
2: you for dropping them off, Danny. You know what? There's not enough fantasy one location films. Like, and there's a there's a a film called Dave Made a Maze. <laughs> Um, which oh, ta- I love that movie! Yeah, it's a good, it's a cool movie. It's a really cool Dave concept. Yeah, Dave okay. made a maze where he makes a cardboard maze and gets lost in it. So they have to go in because there's like a cardboard Minotaur and stuff like that. Technically, not the one location. It's it, you know what? It's a bit like Snowpiercer. That's, that's, okay. it's like that sort of concept. I'll allow it. Yeah, I know you would. Um, but the the thing, um, you know, there's not. I play loose and hard, loose and soft with the rules. <laughs> yeah, normally it's me. So you know, I'm just trying to play by the rules now. I'm a, I'm a reformed man. I've done the 12 sure, steps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I was thinking, and, and Doug, you gave me this, uh, idea, which is not cheating because you sort of said, Oh, I have, what about this? And I was like, yeah, I have this is a good idea. Um, I want to, I want to see a film, uh, a bit like a fantasy version of the hateful eight where, um, uh, an adventuring party has, they're stopped at a tavern. They're in between quests. And uh, one of them, uh, they're on the way, maybe to deliver. They've just finished the, this large quest, and they've, they've got this relic. But the relic goes missing uh, during their bum, bum, their bum. first ten minutes, and uh, somebody has sold them out to the dark lord type character. And I want all those tropes. I want. I just want to go like nuts with tropes, like goblins and sieging and everything, and it just all, all happens in this one tavern. And this adventuring party, who is so over it, all they want to do is rest. They've they've just fought a dragon. They've they've got the dragon head maybe on one corner of the table. They've got their horses <laughs> outside. They've got um, they're tired. They're they're hungry. All they want to do is drink. Um, they've probably a couple of drinks in when you know the Dark Lord forces yeah. start coming. Here's my cast though, and I think this is you'd have to have a really awesome cast to make this to make this work. Um, I want Brian Cranston. Nice. As, a, nice as a sorcerer Who is just
0: Like, he's like the evil sorcerer No no no, or no, no. He's just he,
2: he, Yeah he's party. like a tired Just beat down sorcerer Who's <laughs> Like a working class Yeah <laughs> working class sorcerer. <laughs> sorcerer Who's just like he's at, he's at his wits end He does not Care This wouldn't anymore. be
0: inspired by our, by our like D&D Breaking Bad uh, yeah, scenario That was a that that little bit back. I've always
2: liked Brian Cranston I thought he'd be <laughs> awesome Um I want Tom Hanks as like this bard who uh, is just um, like his musical instruments are all broken and he's in the, he's trying to repair <laughs> them. Uh, I want Hugh Bonneville. As to actually play like a barbarian I think he would actually Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, It's weird But No, remind me who Hugh Bonneville, who Bonneville is from is. Uh, Downton Abbey and Paddington okay. He played the father in Paddington
0: Oh, yeah. yes, yes And so
2: yes. like he's, he's, a, he's always the refined gent But I'd like him to be This big, bulking barbarian That always has p- impeccable manners Um <laughs> and I would like Natalie Portman to be the ranger because I think she would be an amazing ranger type character. Uh, Kate Blanchett as a uh, an artificer, which is um, in D anD D is one of the uh, the classes where they just make like their own bombs and stuff. And Helena Bonham Carter as a druid. And I just thought like these guys in a in a tavern
0: would be an incredibly uh, would you have like the big, ba- big bad Because from what I'm getting You're like having a siege movie yeah. Where like the bad forces are around them yeah. And they're like They've been sold out But they don't know by who Blah 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 Yes Would you have a big bad Yes like- And
2: the, my big bad is going to be played by Judy Dench Oh
0: <gasps>
2: Because yes. I think I think that the chemistry there Would just be Just wonderful And how like it, She's tired too She's chased these guys Halfway around the country For this mm. thing
0: can I can I can I change one of your Go cast? For it. I want to change Natalie Portman the Ranger yep. to Helen Mirren the uh, Ranger because I like the yes. older cast. Yeah, okay. I like it when old people kick ass, and I also like this idea of like they're all kind of too old for this shit, yep. and so it's just kind of like we're weary, we're <laughs> tired. This is pretty much like you know I'm quitting after this you know this is you know, I'm 2 days from retirement sort of situation. I love that. And concept. everybody's just kind of like at that stage. And I just think that would be so like that could be played for a little bit of like lighthearted. Well,
2: if we're talking old men, then then do we get Harrison Ford as the bartender?
1: <laughs> you absolutely should. Yeah.
2: Never. <laughs> do we do we Never. get Harrison Ford as this but but because the rest of them like like the, the others are quite refined, sorry, Harrison. But you've got Harrison, who's like, this as a goblin bartender. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe he's got an offsider Who's who's a, a goblin bartender? Uh, no,
0: no, it's it's CGI Harrison Ford. <laughs> he would As hate a goblin that. bartender, he would hate. I'd love it. So though. let's do it. Look, if um, you've
1: got
2: the money, he'll do anything. So pretty. <laughs>
0: he, he made a dog. He made a CGI dog movie. Oh, God, so. that was terrible. So anyway, that's my that's my my film. My film is Seven Tavern. I've... I would watch the hell out of that movie. So like, I I meant. I don't I don't know, but I'm picturing it as like a as a, a not a comedy, but like kind of like had that comedy comedic yeah, element. Yeah, it's to
2: definitely it. got that comedic element to it, yeah.
0: Like I could see the ranger like falling asleep, you know, that sort of thing. Um do you have a director?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't have a director um, for it. Actually, Great. actually, I will look it up because I watched this awesome. Um, oh, who's the director of it? Uh, I watched Hotel Artemis the other day um, uh, with Jodie Foster. I've been meaning to watch that. It, it yeah. is phenomenal. It was mm. so clever. Like I, I, got, I went into it going, yeah, I'm not expecting too much about this. Yeah. Uh, but when I, when I watched it, Jeff Goldblum is awesome in it. He, and Dave and, Bautista's in that. D- too, oh, and he's he. bro- but he's brilliant and everything. Drew Pierce. Drew Pierce is the is the director and Drew Pierce uh also directed uh he he wrote Iron Man Three. He wrote Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw. He Oh well he's a shoe in uh well <laughs> hang on, he produced he produced Hotel Artemis, so I'd get him to
0: produce, but it's still well, if, if oh no, he directed have, as well. He directed it's, as well, yeah. If he's not available, could I, could I poke in Edgar Wright there? Oh, Edgar Wright would be amazing in that. I think that would be really cool. Oh, um, so,
2: I love his sense of style. Harrison Ford as the bartender and Simon Pegg as the goblin, like, offsider <laughs> CGI <laughs> character. There we go. Done. Uh, Actually, not even CGI. No, I'm just going to put, I'm going to put Simon Pegg in full uh, makeup. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. want CGI in this. Like, these guys don't deserve CGI in their films. Like, I know they've done films with CGI. Like. Paddington yeah.
0: But get, Bring it back to the basics Bring it back
2: to a basics Get like weather workshop involved And just do a one location High budget fantasy film There's my pitch I dig it I love it Shouldn't um, have gone first Lachlan You shouldn't <laughs> have gone first I actually didn't have the Confidence in it But you, thanks guys You really boosted My confidence in it
1: Well I mean Look it's pretty much Identical to my pitch So Is it uh, actually <laughs> who's, who's ready for a rerun No look it's, There are some variations But Um much along this fantasy theme.
0: See, I get... Uh, I, Lachlan is a fan of the fantasy, but I, I, I'm surprised that you went the fantasy route yourself.
1: Well, look, man, I um, I thought about Long and Hard, and much like Lachlan, I came to the conclusion there haven't been a lot of fantasy sort of one location. There've always been these big vistas, and I think it would be... Mine's a straight-up comedy. So yeah. straight... Well, yeah. Um, but basically, I want to do um, kind of like a 12 Angry Men... But a murdery, murder mystery Whodunit So think of it as like a stage play Okay But everyone's wearing like Mighty Boosh makeup ah, If that kind of awesome. makes sense Yeah So it's got that sort of Put together sort of vibe about wow. it yep. So you're gonna have like Fantasy characters in it Like fauns and elves And all those sort of Two-headed creatures And things like that And it's taken place at a palace And Keanu Reeves is there Just as <laughs> Keanu Reeves As Keanu Yeah And Keanu Has He's been murdered Oh <gasps> Mm. Stake in the heart. I mean, I feel that's the appropriate way yeah. to kill him, right? And, um.
0: He is immortal after all.
1: Well, some. Some say there are ways to destroy the Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> there have been rumors. Uh, Keanu sort of comes out, clock, <coughs> it on the, you know, on the, um, it was a flash of lightning. The lights go out. Every, wake up. Keanu's dead on the table. Who's okay. done it? You know, let's lock it down. And let's bring in an investigator, a human investigator. So everyone else is like mythical, but then they, they bring in a human investigator to crack the case. Um, so my cast is pretty much, uh, I mean, anyone that's done something funny in the last 10 years. Um, Charlie Day from Always Sunny. Yeah, no, I Love have... Charlie Day. Love I him. see him. Yeah, yep. Dave Franco, um, Audrey Plaza, um, <sighs> Jenna yes. Fisher. And I want to have Christoph Waltz. Uh, because I haven't seen him do anything funny yet.
0: He is actually quite a funny guy. Um, in the Green Hornet, he plays kind of a funny villain, and that's a bad film. But mm. he actually, I, I enjoyed his take on it. And um, Horrible Bosses too. he was in that, but he played oh, more of yeah. a straight guy. Of course, but yeah. I think he's got it in him. He's he's an oh, incredibly man. talented man.
1: If there's one thing I took away from Inglorious Bastards, is he's got timing down yeah. to a uh, fine art. Like he yeah. really, there is some like. Like there's some funny moments in that movie, like you yeah. know that's a bingo. Um, yeah, I think his timings really well. But uh, this is the kind of spanner in the works. I, I originally, um, I wanted an Englishman for this, and I was racking my brain. Um, I originally had John Oliver, but I, I didn't like what he did with Zazu, so he's on my he's yeah. on my naughty list at the moment. Um, I want Louis Theron from uh, the documentary. Oh, Louis Theron, yeah. Oh, Louis Thoreau, Sorry. No, no. Inspired. Continue. Inspired. Well, I just think he would just play himself, and he'd be like, "Hello, my name's Louis. Go around and shake everyone's <laughs> hand." You know. So, uh, what happened here?
2: <laughs> How did that make you feel? Would you Would you have it like one of his documentaries? And where I'd have a film
1: exactly like one of his documentaries, I where it. it would he was sort of like address the camera outside. He's like, "Well, there's been a murder."
0: <laughs> I, I would Let's describe go your I would describe your film as. Clue, cross what we do in the shadows. Yeah, that would that would be the way that I'd describe
1: it. That would be it. Yeah. So I mean, he'd be playing it straight, obviously, but everyone else would be their their wacky sort of character. You're gonna throw
0: Matt Berry in there somewhere.
1: Oh, I mean, like he's gonna have a cameo, yeah. right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I really <laughs> uh, dig but it.
2: Yeah. That's Christoph movie, Watt, was really funny in Muppets Most Wanted. I was like, I've seen him in some comedy and and he was in Muppets Most Wanted. And he was he was funny in that. So yeah, no, I he's he's an awesome choice. I really like your concept, man.
1: Thanks, do man, you have a too. Do you have a director? Look, I kind of cheated and went with um Dan Harmon because just cause I figured That's not cheating. He knows how to do yeah. a bottle episode. I just figured, yeah, as discussed previously Six in the Six Seasons film. and a movie. Six seasons and a movie. But um I don't know I'm a little bit worried about old Dan at the moment I, I, I don't know if it's he's got a little bit too pretentious in his success
0: and just on a very very slight tangent the latest episodes of Rick and Morty have come out um, I feel like they are trying a little too hard and I feel like they kind of hate their audience
1: Ooh. yeah I've heard this I, I haven't seen them but I've heard it's a very uh splitting sort of season like it's really yeah. splitting the uh well I just think the the that the human
0: up. now is is kind of very very meta but it's also kind of like aimed at the audience of like you guys are you guys are a holes. <laughs> <laughs> Almost, like still very intelligent and very funny, but mm-hmm. like I feel like it's gotten like a bit bit of a mean streak to it in the last couple of episodes that I've seen. You know what? But, um, is. I still he's, love Dan Harmon. I mean, I love him, but I don't feel like he's fresh and hot. And this is the new flavor. I think he's a very jaded person, um, I, mm-hmm. Harmon. If you've ever listened to Harmontown, Town, the podcast, it's a brilliant podcast. But he is he is just a sad man sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And Harmontown, Town, the documentary, is well worth a watch. I, I highly recommend it. Just a tangent over. No, no, that's great. You know what? Stay on the, the train, man. Or the elevator oh, because I'm in the elevator, yes, it's, yes. It's your turn, man. That's it's starting to get a bit sweaty in here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um
1: sorry, should have not had the fajitos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um guys, I I think similar idea that I have, where most of the single location films have been either thrillers or horrors. And I, I think we all kind of wanted to bring something a little bit different. So my movie is going to be called Escape Room. Nice. Um, and what it is, is that it's, it's one of these, you know, fancy uh, escape room hotels that have been created in the US. Um, and it's on a, you know, a very, it's like, it's, it's, it's a kind of a dingy one um, that not many people have been going to lately. The fad's kind of over. So it's kind of a little bit run down. So people go there on the cheap and a man goes there with his daughter and her best friend. um, And they're stuck in the the escape room uh, with uh, an old man, uh, an optimistic, uh, highly like bubbly optimistic couple um, and a bachelor party and a surprise stripper for the bachelor party and two murder mystery enthusiasts so they're all stuck in the room together Mm. the supervisor um is is a bit of a stoner and he's meant to like you know uh create uh the drama within the room like you know he presses a button and the candlestick falls over to give them a clue how to get out you know so he's the one that's meant to be sort of you know the puppeteer behind everything, but he gets stuck in the maintenance closet. Um, so he's in his own escape room cause he doesn't know how to escape the maintenance closet cause he was in there getting high. Um, because of that, they're left with no clues. They're left with no idea what's happening. And they soon find out that the old man that they thought was falling asleep is actually dead. Uh, and people start to freak out and start to try and find ways of trying to escape. Um, of course they miss all the highly simple clues That escape rooms have. And they go for the most complicated, convoluted... And this is kind of inspired by John and I we did an escape room once and oh, we yes. went for these. like, we went like, no, the symbols are, you know, the symbols are, if we put the symbols in this direction, they're Roman numerals. And if we use the Roman numerals, we can find them by. Yeah. And it's, it was it's like, Greek. it's it definitely was like, Greek. <laughs> no, it's just the button over here. Yeah. You know, I guess that sort of thing. Um, so they're, he's, they're going for these highly convoluted things. Um, you know, the, the father's very claustrophobic. Um, one of the, one of the guys in the couple is being hit on, um, by, you know, the best friend. Like, it's pretty much like... You think of the film Rat Race, if you remember Mm -hmm. that film, Mm -hmm. where it was a bunch of highly, very funny people involved in a very comedic sort of event. This would be the same thing, except in a single location. And I only just found out, like, today, literally today after I wrote this, that there is a celebrity escape room hosted (laughs) by Jack Black, that's oh, really? done. It's it's being done for charity, and uh, like it's got like celebrities in it and stuff like that. And Jack Black is like the puppeteer. Um, but this is, is a little bit different. I love my cast. You might not like my cast, but I love my cast. So for the claustrophobic uh, kind of wacky dad, I have Will Ferrell. Okay. Nice. For the sarcastic daughter, and she's an older daughter. She's like uh, she's like twenty or something. I have Jane Levy. Who uh, you might remember from Suburgatory. I think she's oh. in a show called uh, Playlist at yep. the moment. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. That's the one. Um, Gillian Bell as her friend. So, Gillian Bell was in 22 Jump Street. She was in the movie about running a marathon. I, I don't remember. Oh, the name yes, her. yes. But she's a very funny girl. Very, very funny girl. So, she's going to be the best friend. Um, Martin Short as the dead guy. Oh, I love it. Uh, yes. Who everybody thinks is sleeping. And I really, I love this. I really love this. Adam, Adam Scott and Jason Bateman as the overly optimistic couple. Like just <laughs> yeah. the guy, like they're like, they, they get along so well. It's like, thanks. You know, thanks, babe. Oh, thank you, babe. Like they're really, really lovey dovey. Um, the Bachelor Party. I had Nick Kroll uh, from like Big Mouth, uh, Jay Baruchel, uh You would have seen him in Knocked Up and and um, The Goon. Uh, Jason Siegel from How I Met Your Mother and Ben Stiller. Nice. As yes. this really drunken, like, bachelor party. I mean, that, that's um, a regular
1: Saturday for those guys, right? Yeah. Like, they just,
0: they Nick do that all the time. Nick hires a stripper, um, and that stripper is going to be played by Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> but she's meant to be, like, a surprise stripper that was meant to, like, come along and then strip inside the escape room as, like, a, like a very raunchy thing. And she gets stuck in all this sort of business as well. I, there's only one part I haven't cast. So if you guys can think of someone. I've got Jane Lynch as one of the murder mystery enthusiasts. Yeah. So Jane Lynch played um, Will Ferrell's mother in um, Ricky Bobby Story. Uh, Charles uh, Dance. Charles Dance. 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 <laughs> I could go that. That would be fun. And he could play really toffee. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's yeah. really
2: funny actually when he wants to.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that, that would be my cast i don't have a director um but i was thinking someone like edgar wright hmm. um like kevin which is smith I was in my mind. Oh, kevin smith he did clerks that yes. was fun yes yeah kevin smith would be and, and to, to give him something like this with a lot of really fun actors would be would be I, I, I really would really, be really up up.
1: He's out. what has kevin smith done lately
0: the jane silent bob rebooting yeah was oh, his latest film right yeah, I haven't seen it, but I would love to see it because I'm a big Kevin Smith film. Me too. But I like yeah, it. So yeah, I I, I, I would watch it. <laughs> yeah, I like it, <laughs> yeah, I like the aesthetic of it. I just love the idea of him like crawling through the vents. Oh, um so Seth R- Seth Rogen is the supervisor, the puppeteer, yeah, sorry no, I naturally, that one. yeah. And Nick Offerman is the actual owner of the place. <laughs>
2: that's So that's, that's I great. Well. I yeah. can imagine the conversations between those two. That would be <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I, that that's our pitches We can get off the elevator. We can have the last five minutes of the film outside in the fresh air. Oh you know, breathe it in, gentlemen.
1: Yeah. Well, mm. you know, we have deserved it.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> guys, we all picked very similar genres this week. I'm, clearly, there is a uh, something missing in the market.
2: Mm.
1: Hollywood producer asks, mm. employ one of our employ us as a employ trio. us as a trio. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we will write you your single yeah. script. Single location yeah. script.
0: And if it doesn't get, like, made, then that's fine too. We'd still get the money.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah.
0: Harrison Ford is attached. I repeat, Harrison Ford
1: is <laughs> attached.
0: Harrison Ford has shown interest.
1: <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? I listen to the Never Showing Podcast.
2: This
0: is the Never Showing Podcast. Never Showing.
2: Yeah, we can't believe that people listen to this either.
0: All right, guys. Well, um, yeah, I'm pretty much done. Do you guys have any yeah, no,
2: That's great. That was a really cool, really cool episode, a really cool concept. I really liked pitching for that. That was interesting.
1: Yeah, let's. Uh, I guess that's wrapping up. Uh, to all our listeners out there, if you have any ideas for yourselves of a single location, maybe you've come up with something, you've scribbled it down on a napkin and you wish to share said napkin with the world, hmm. um, jump on our Facebook page, Instagram. Hit us up. Uh, yeah. On uh, nice. an Anchor, you can leave us a message. Yeah. And I'm some- just going to
0: leave a fake message so yeah. that we can play it. Yeah. Just to... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hello, geez. my name no, is no, Cindy no. No. I like the show Tell, I c- especially like the doker I'm
2: going
1: to get like
0: an air
2: tasker to do that to- He's <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks Could we? Yeah, there's bucks. probably a voice artist on Fiverr we could pay Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. can you leave us messages here's 10 bucks <laughs> <laughs> that's about the right level
0: of sadness for us i think Oh, that's a new level but no, <laughs> in all seriousness
2: like please tell people uh word of mouth is the best is the best kind of word so if you guys yep. can just tell people to uh jump on and listen and give us a listen uh, we've got plenty of episodes plenty of cool cool stuff well, we think it's cool um you know, yeah. um, John's mum impressive- said it's cool.
0: So, yeah. oh, and actually, I should mention: you go on to Elvis Lives, a conspiracy podcast. Listen to John, and if you sure. jump over to the other podcast that um, KB and Julie do, Musicals taught me everything I know. Oh, okay, I actually did an episode over there um, called for the film Across the Universe. So, usually um,
1: we roast Lachlan on the show, but that episode, Doug, kind of he kind of gets handed. Yeah, He's canuppance.
2: I, I, I was smiling the entire time. <laughs> through it. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, 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 I'm obviously the noob that's come into the like musical theatre nerds like classroom, and like they're all smoking cigarettes and then throwing the butts at me. But it's it's well worth a watch. <laughs> <But> listen, <laughs> listen, 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 listen. listen oh, you, th- a,
2: you know what? You'd think you were getting
0: this I've audio medium, but
2: not and yet. And
0: something like that happens. Right. I fail. And on that note, failure is always a good way to end things. We love you guys. Um, we'll see chaos. you next week. Um,
1: peace. Thanks, guys. Bye. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Ciao.